And it's episode 37 of the Cherokee Rewind. We thank you for hanging out with us. I am Mick. You know that. Well, my guest this week, we're going back uh, a few years, not too far back, but a few years. Uh, and this guy, he was a forward with the Toledo Cherokee back uh, around the, I want to say the 2009 season, maybe 2010, somewhere in there. Uh, we'll get it right here in a minute. He goes by the name of Cameron Rossman. Mr. Rossman, how are you, sir? Hey, Mick. Yeah, thanks for having me on here. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, okay. I always play this little game. I always play this little game that I try to remember your jersey number when you played for Toledo because, it, like I said, I got 20 years worth of guys to try to remember, and I don't always remember them. But I think if I remember, I might remember this one. Uh, of course, I'm about 80% of the time I'm dead wrong, but I'm gonna, I think I remember yours. For some reason, if I remember, didn't you wear number 12? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Ah, I, um, now, now, what years yeah, did you play in Toledo? 2009, 2010 season, and then 2010, 2011 season as well. Wow, I I got lucky, I, and I don't I don't look this stuff up online. I do this straight from memory, just so you know. Yeah, right. I wonder what sparks your memory of that number or of my number. I don't know. Some guys I can do that with. Uh, the last guy we had on, Rob Kroll, I knew that number too. I knew he was number sixteen. He played about a decade before you, a decade and a half before you did. Anyway, uh, but some guys I can remember, and other guys uh, I just have no clue. And it, I don't know why that is, but for some reason, well, I think part of it too was because you were a very gifted forward uh, back then, and uh, watching you play, and it was pretty funny. I mean, I just, I just for some reason, I always remembered that because you, you did, yeah. you were a good skater and stuff. But we'll get into all that here in just a second. Let's. Uh, Let's get to let's get to the start of things. Uh, what got you interested in playing hockey? Who introduced you to the game? Uh, yeah, I, I guess just right around when I was three years old, my my parents just got me into it, and I just started playing. And you know, just like uh, just like pick up basketball or pick up any football with the friends. You know, I I liked it, and I you know I just kept playing and playing and. I'd, I'd get on the roller skates outside, play roller hockey. It was just hockey, hockey, you know, just from the age of three. Every year since, on and on, just kept going. So now, did you play, or uh, growing up, uh, growing up in the Michigan area, your team, obvi- I would think, is was it the Red Wings, or was there another team you really get, were into? Yeah, for the NHL, the, right, the Detroit Red Wings, yeah. Well, who were some Especially, of the... Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I, I was saying, yeah, especially because they're kind of the, for the most part, the the best team in the league for, for a decent span of time during the, I guess, yeah, mid-90s all the way to 2009, right around there, yeah. So, was, uh, yeah. Yeah, so let me ask you, uh, you know, the who were the players that you looked up to uh, back then, whether they were NHL or college or wherever? Ooh, right. Uh, definitely... Definitely Sergey Fedorov, especially, uh, and kind of Nick Lidstrom because he was kind of like the one player on the wings where you could be like, yeah, he's number one in, in his position. Where like 
you know, you had the forwards, but then there was Lemieux playing, and then there was Forsberg playing. And so, yeah, maybe especially Nick Lidstrom kind of really stuck out to me. Okay. Just being that guy. Yeah. So, um, now, uh, did you, like, wear uh, – did you try to get jersey numbers to wear when you were a kid growing up playing, or like theirs, or did you try to get ninety-one uh, or five, or were you always twelve? <laughs> yeah, I, I was rocking the the Sergei Fedorov jerseys for sure. Whenever, I, yeah, as I grew, a new I'd get a new one here and there throughout the years, uh, and some Gordy Howe too, just because kind of like. He was known as like the second best player behind Gretzky, and I just was thinking like, "Hey, it's, he's on the Red Wings, though. He's the second best player, or whatever. That's that's just as cool as having a Gretzky jersey, I think." Well, I think it's even team. greater. I think it's even greater because he he did everything. He didn't just score. He fought. He he protected his teammates. He did it all. So I, I know, right? Yeah, he, he, there's like videos of highlight videos of him playing on mm-hmm. YouTube. He, you can tell, right? He's really talented for uh, for his size too, especially at the time. Yep, pretty it, pretty big. Funny story. I was uh, there was this uh, interview with Phil Esposito, and first time he ever lined up with uh, with uh, Gordy on the other side. Uh, Gordy gave him an elbow, like right off the face off. Gave him an elbow across the face, and <laughs> and Espo goes. You blankety blank. He goes, why'd you do that? And, and so they got into it, and they both ended up going to the penalty box. Well, uh, or the next time they played, they got into a fight, and they go into the penalty box, and they're both sitting there. And so Espo looks at him and says, why'd you do that? And he goes, now mind you, back then they didn't have separate penalty boxes. They sat in the same penalty box with only an usher in between them. So, oh, you're kidding me! No, yeah, that yeah. was the old. This is old school, buddy. Yeah, that's how they did yeah. it. So they, uh, so they're sitting there, and Espo goes, "You know, why did you? You know, why did you throw that elbow at me?" He said, "I was just trying to rattle you." He said, "You know what?" He goes, uh, "He goes, you know, usually I try to get into a guy's head, that a new a new guy, and then I usually own him." He said, "But you're the only one." He goes, "You're the only one that you didn't try to, <clears throat> you didn't try to come after me, and you didn't try to act like an idiot." He goes, and he said, and Espo said, after that, never had a fight with them. Never had any problem with them. Mutual so. respect, eh? Or they, they developed their respect, eh? Yes, yep. From, from that moment on. Yep, that's what it no, took. No kidding. Yep. Yeah. So now, let's talk about you, though. Uh, when did you start playing organized hockey? Uh, yeah, right, right when I was four. That's right, yeah, four. I just I got going with the uh, kind of the standard travel hockey format right right then and there yeah novice at the age of four and then yeah that followed i followed up all the way up now where did you play when i was really young right like four six seven eight eight nine yeah it was it was just allen park allen park hockey and uh I, yeah, I, I know <laughs> it was common for us to go to Sylvania, maybe right around my day or six years old. Yeah, I remember going to Sylvania, Ohio a lot, and Toledo, Ohio a lot at that time. Um, but then, yeah, after that, I, I got into uh, – I decided to go, like, AAA. Like, oh, maybe I can take it a little more serious, or maybe this is going to be better for me. And, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of a, a little gist of it. Well, now, did you – how uh... – 
I mean, did you run into anybody that you would run into later as far as players go? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, who do I remember? Uh, for the yeah, near the end of the 2010 season, uh, Zach Milan was on the team, the goalie. Yeah, he, he was from my city, so I, I knew him. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I'd played hockey against him before. I put right, and uh, Jacob Schlott, if you remember that name. Yeah. Yeah, another guy from my city. I, yeah, I knew him in the past. And, uh, yeah, Skrzynski, Joseph Skrzynski. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Steele, those guys as well, right. Yep, all those guys. Yeah, I remember Jimmy Steele real well. Uh, him and um, who the other, uh, Joe Skrzynski. I remember, because uh, I'm trying to think of who else played uh, on your team that year. Was that like Joey Breslin too, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, Breslin, yes. Yeah, he came from around the Columbus area, Centerville. Right. Yeah, so now when you played as a kid, a young pup, who was your coach when you first got started? Ooh, uh, yeah, Bruce Antioch. Um, I don't know too much about him. Yeah, he's from the, he's from Allen Park. He, uh, what did he do? He played... He played on like some junior eighteen or junior. It was junior B in the seventies or yeah, seventies, maybe early eighties. I don't even know what was going on back then, but he played some kind of junior B. It was called at the time. But uh, and I had uh, Ray Drives was my coach as well. Uh, I don't know if you know him. He's like captain of University of Michigan in the eighties. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, I guess yeah. I guess the only other notable coach I could think of, maybe you know this coach, uh, Brown from Michigan Ice Dogs. Okay. Uh, Bob, Bob Brown. The, I know the name. I'm, slight, I'm familiar with the name, but I didn't know him or anything like that. I just had heard the name thrown around before. There was a few okay. guys from the Ice Dogs that I remember. Uh, Dan Phelps. Right. Uh, he went on to coach at Adrian. There's a, there's a few names out there that I remember real well. But uh, yeah, now, yeah. Now, were you a goal scorer when you played back then, or uh, were you more or less like a uh, one of the uh, uh, go-to uh, stay-at-home type of guys, defensive-oriented forward? That's a good question. Uh, again, um, goal goal scorer for sure. Uh, I guess I tried to. I thought being good at passing or setting up passing plays was important too. I tried to. I guess. In my younger years, really a big focus on goal scoring. And then maybe around like the age of like 9 or 10 when I got into AAA hockey, like with Little Caesars and Compure, all those teams, I, I started like incorporating passing more, trying to like trying to replicate what I see on TV, I guess, or especially the coaches. They kind of really, really when I stepped into AAA, the, the coaching kind of was a little different than Allen Park. So, uh, systems and, yeah. yeah, what was that like, though? What was it like playing for a different system than you were used to? A different system what? A different system than you were used to. Oh, that, that, that I was used to? Yeah, a different system than what you were used to. Oh, uh, yeah, so, right. Uh, yeah, that's a good, I know, right. For Honestly, I, I was kind of an... I, I was basically an idiot out there on Little Caesars for like the first month or two. I, I remember my my dad and my uncle like <laughs> like basically pounding into my head what, what like kind of what 
out of what is typically done on the ice in like an NHL game and like they're like you know trying to speed me up and like saying like you, like you can't just run around like it like an idiot out there with your head cut off like <laughs> uh, the coaches as well really pressing that on me you know like oh you got to play smart out there you got to you know you got to follow the system weak side weak side winger covers the slot in the D zone high slot you know it's all that stuff it was uh yeah it took some time it it definitely took some time uh I, but I, yeah, I guess that's. I can thank uh, my time spent at Little Caesars for helping me adapt to that to the sure. system style of hockey for sure. Now, when you were, uh, you know, when you were playing at that time, did you think that uh, you were going to continue to play travel, or did you think at all? Did you give any thought at all to possibly playing high school? Right, that 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 can sometimes be a a big topic of a topic of thought for somebody when they're in AAA and about to be approaching high school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, right. My my brother's uh, hockey team, they high school hockey team, they lost in the state finals when I was in seventh grade, and so right, I was still playing AAA at the time, and my parents were starting to say like, "Hey, why don't you?" Why don't you just go play for your brother's high school when you get in when you get into uh, freshman year? You know, uh, uh-huh. so I I kind of resisted the idea, like saying like high school sucks or I don't know about that. Why would I want to play? You know, like thinking I was I was in the right spot to advance as far as possible. That's I was thinking that when I was playing AAA, but somehow my parents convinced me to, to play high school hockey anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so how'd you do there? What was that like? Uh, right, that's um, I. Uh, you know what, Jim Jimmy Steele went to the same high school as me. Oh, okay. Dan Skrzynski. Uh, you know who else? Taylor Jarvis went to the same high school as me. I wow. forgot about him. Yeah. Now, uh, were you guys all in the same year, or were you guys just different years? Were you guys all the same year or different years? Different years, yeah. Different. Like two years apart, and yeah, two, two years apart, and maybe yeah, about that exactly. Two years, yeah. That's um, I, I I transferred though. I, like I I was there for two years. It was Gabriel Richard High School. I transferred to Allen Park High School, but yeah, I, I knew them right. Um, now, when did you decide you wanted to give it a shot to uh, head down to Toledo and? And see what that was like. Right. I, I uh, so, I, yeah, right after high school, I just kind of thought, like, oh, I'll, uh, oh, I'm going to play midget major triple A hockey. You know, this, this will get me back into it. Maybe I'll, who knows, it'll, it can just help maybe get me to some level of junior A hockey. Uh, and then after that year in Pittsburgh for the Pittsburgh Hornets, I, I was, my mind was set like, okay, I'm I'm playing junior hockey at some level after this season, and uh, yeah, I just started looking around, you know, trying to call people, email people, and Ian Duncan and Chris Tarsha, they reached out to me at at the Marquette Rangers open camp in Toledo, mm-hmm. and they they just they just told me, yeah, we we'd like to have you on our team this coming season, and so I that ended up being what I ended up doing for that year. 
Now, what was that like? What was that like being recruited for, by them? What was that whole camp uh, experience like? Uh, yeah, yeah, right. I was, I thought I was doing good at the Marquette Rangers Open Camp, you know, or I was kind of happy with how I was doing, and um, I, I, right, I, I guess when they asked me or whatever, I, I was like, cool, you know, at least I got somewhere to play, and I was thinking also like, uh, like if you're not gonna play. For St. Louis or Dubuque, you want to play for Toledo. You know, I, I was, I kind of had an idea about the league and who was performing good at the time and all that. Uh-huh. So I was, I was pretty excited about that. And then, you know, Ian Duncan played in the NHL as well, and I, you know, I, re- I thought like, oh, you know, this is a really, it's a really good opportunity if this is where I end up playing this year. So, what was it uh, when you uh, came to the Toledo camp? What was that like? That's right. More, yeah, kind of go, going to that question. Um, it was different. Uh, more hitting than AAA hockey, major major. Maybe uh, pretty fit. Yeah, a little more physical. You know, you, I don't know, some guys kind of just some guys out there just devoted their game to being a, a, a hitter. You know, a checker and stuff. Uh, you didn't really get that in. Triple A hockey as much. Plus, you know they're a little bigger. Um, as far as uh, other stuff, uh, the, the skating, you know, it was similar. You know, pretty similar. I mean, obviously, you had some hot shot fifteen, sixteen year olds in the in the Michigan Triple A league or whatever you want to call it with little season and all that. But yeah, it was. That's kind of the. That would be some of the differences, though, between it and then what it what it was like there at the Cherokee camp, main camp. Now, when you went in there, did you uh, uh, was it uh, did you know you were going to run into some of those guys like Jimmy Steele and and Taylor Jarvis and all those guys? I did not. Um, right, I, I just saw like, oh, cool, you know, I, I kind of know Taylor and. But I guess yeah, it's, that's cool. At least yeah, I already know somebody here now. That that, that helps things along for the for the uh, inter- getting getting used to the swing of things of a new team. Um, I knew Jim, Jimmy and Joe Skrzynski. I, I knew they did really good in high school the previous year, like really good statistically. And I you know I was kind of thinking like. Good, yeah, nice pickups. Yeah, glad glad to have him on the team. Looking, yeah, things are looking good this year. Now, uh, when you when you went in there uh, that first year, uh, who were your line mates? Um, I started off with Frank Maniac and Chase Michaels. I believe that's his name. Yeah, the big Texan. I remember him. Yeah, right. Um. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I haven't heard from that guy in a while. <laughs> yeah, nobody has. Nobody has. He yeah, doesn't. I don't, I don't think. Y'all go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I don't think he does social media or anything like that at all. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Not not a sign of him since 2010 when we walked out those doors the last time. That's funny. <laughs> I'm, um. Yeah, I started out with Frank and uh, Chase, uh, and then. Uh, what else happened? I guess as things things just shifted week week to week, month to month, all the time. 
I think uh, eventually I got into the to the hit, I got into the hitting line rotation with uh, Rich Richie Richmond and uh, I don't remember who else was on that line, but I guess we kind of. I would say that was most of my time spent during that season with the hitting line, kind of focus on keeping our plus minus even and just, yeah, doing our part like that. Now, when, uh, do you remember uh, your fir- in your first season, do you remember your first goal? Yeah, what was that? I haven't thought about that in a while. Um, I don't remember it instantly. I would have to think about that. Okay. Maybe uh, think about it in the back of your head. Maybe if you remember. But uh, now, do uh, did you get into any fights when you were in, uh, there that first year, or were you just more or less just uh, you know just a little uh, push and shove and you know the usual extracurriculars after the whistle? Right. Yeah. I guess I never like tried to fight anybody, but like if somebody like started shoving me. I'd get the push and shoving going, and then, I'd, yeah, one time the person kept the push and shoving going, or they wanted to fight, and I just, <laughs> so I, yeah, I guess I just attacked them, right? I guess it's just like a fight. <laughs> uh, I didn't even take my helmet off. I think the he didn't take his helmet off. It was like just a big clash, and I, the refs broke it up in time. There, none of the punches got going or anything. Do you remember who that was against? Uh, what team? Yeah, Peoria. Ah. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Oh, kind of a little guy that was that I got into it with. Yeah. Well, you're you're not a small guy, so I mean, most a lot of guys in that league probably were on the shorter side to you, because you're what, like six two three? Yeah, yeah. Right so, around there. Yeah. So, anyway, so um, when you played, when you played, who were the guys that? Uh, you got really fired up for uh, when you played them. Uh, I mean, obviously, you mentioned St. Louis, you mentioned Dubuque, but was there any with them and anybody else that you got really wired up for? Um, I, I like when I was out there. I guess I I tried to have the same intensity versus versus anybody, or that that was my goal to try to have the same focus and intense intensity versus any opponent. But but the, the wins from St. Louis and Dubuque, getting a win or a tie versus St. Louis and Dubuque was the felt the most rewarding in the end. Um, maybe uh, who else was there? Who was uh, maybe that? Yeah, that for that first year there wasn't really anybody. I don't think there really was anybody else. Uh, it didn't seem like anybody else was better than us. Oh, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh, for some reason, was tough for us that year. Uh-huh. They, they, they were pretty good. Um, I guess those three teams come to come to mind for it to be, yeah, more more of a rewarding feeling if you win, thinking they're one of the tougher opponents. Now, what was it like? What was the adjustment like for you uh, when you went to uh, when you came down? Like, for example, uh, you know, you had to get used to some things like riding the bus. Uh, going, you know, going long distances like to Dubuque or St. Louis or wherever Pittsburgh, and you do those long, uh, those long uh, uh, bus rides, and then you get back home in the middle of the night and that kind of stuff. And uh, what was that like for you? I liked it. Um, 
it was great, you know. Uh, it's just, uh, it's cool being around around the team for, for like a vacation or a field trip, I guess. But, but you know, yeah, it's cool being with a group of people with, uh, with similar intentions in mind of trying to put together a good effort to win a hockey game. So, so yeah, it was, it was definitely a good experience. Now, was it a, was it a good chemistry in the locker room? Yeah, for the 2009, 2010 year, really good chemistry. I, I think that, that might have been the team's biggest strength. Strength. Strength, yeah. Biggest strength. The, the team chemistry, people getting along, you know, and good attitudes, you know. Everybody had a good attitude. Now, did you have, uh, did you have uh, the any of the guys in there try to pull pranks on you or anything like that? That's all right. I mean, I mean, I know on the road you usually get the leaners, and uh, you get uh, stuff like that, or they they'll do stuff like t- do stuff to your helmet, that kind of stuff. You know. Yeah, Mo, Mo got me the most, man. <laughs> oh, how so? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, I what did he do? He he like taped all my stuff to my helmet. It, it might have been because I didn't put my locker together uh, in in the order it was supposed to be. My my locker stall. I think he just <laughs> to, to remind me, hey, you gotta you gotta keep your stuff organized in the proper order in your stall. He taped like all my equipment together to my helmet. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah, I, yeah, I know. It's pretty funny. But uh, one time, go yeah. Ahead. Go ahead. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, please. Oh, uh, I remember he was trying to tell me to try a cage out instead of the bubble. I was wearing the bubble, and then he he just switched it one day without me without asking me or anything. I, I just went with it. I didn't even. I just <laughs> I just ended up wearing the cage the rest of the year. I, I don't know why, but it, it worked out fine. Switched to the cage. Didn't even really think about it. Wow. But uh, now, when you played back then, did you how how um. I mean, you were a goal scorer coming up, and then you had to go and start playing uh, as a more of a checking line. Uh, was that difficult for you to adjust to? Uh, no, or, uh, it, it was not. It was not. Um, I guess. Uh, yeah, Ian. Ian Duncan really. Uh, he was. He was hard on us about about being physical out there especially uh yeah i guess everybody he was hard on everybody even but yeah he would kind of really reinforce that and if you if you didn't really bring that finishing your if you didn't finish your hit you didn't bring that physical game when you really should have in a situation he'd uh he'd address it with you on the bench you know it really just kind of 
maybe around the halfway point of the season, I just clicked in like, like yeah, you know, I really just got to go out there and do this every time, every time, every you know. And I, I uh, yeah, I accepted my role though. You know, I everybody on the team had a good, good attitude. Everybody got along. You know, I was I was happy to be a part of it with that role. Well, let me ask you, what was, uh, you know, you talked about some of those other guys. What was it? Uh, tell me what they were like. Uh, what, you know, your, at least your idea of what they were like. Guys like, uh, you know, um, Kurt Schoner. What was he like? Well, yeah, Kurt was one of the youngest on the team at the time. Cause, yeah, yeah, probably the youngest, actually. Uh, yeah, he was, he was cool. Yeah, goofy or or would be goofy just to joke around, you know, pretty, yeah, funny guy. Uh, Frank Vadiak and uh, Zilke, they were hilarious. <laughs> I, I don't know, they would just, you know, they'd, <laughs> who? they'd just say funny stuff or whatever. What were you saying? No, I was just going to say, who was, uh, who was your captain that year? Was that Maddie, Frank Madiak? Yeah, that's right, Frank. Um, maybe Willie was an assistant, and uh, Zoki might have been an assistant as well. Oh yeah, I yeah. think yeah, very likely Zoki as well was an assistant. Okay, I'm not sure if, uh, if anybody else was. No, that's still that's a pretty good trio there though with Willie and uh, Josh Williams to the uninitiated. Uh, let, let's um, now let's talk about the playoffs that year. Uh, talk about that playoff run. Yeah, um, right. The first, yeah, we were, we were facing Pittsburgh, and they had uh, Mario Lemieux's nephew on the team. Oh, that's uh, right. Pittsburgh. Yeah, that guy. He was yeah, he was good. He was a good player. That guy. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. We would play Pittsburgh close, but we we just would always we fell a goal short in that first game. Uh, I think it was a goal short. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We played them tough. We Every game our team would really, especially near the last quarter of the season, every game we played tough. Like mm-hmm. We played consistent, kept kept the game to three goals or less typically if we were losing it, you know, or we'd win it three to two versus, like we did versus Dubuque, I think. We might have beat them three to two. But, yeah, that, yeah, we, we, I don't know. We just didn't have it to, <laughs> to get the win in that first game. Um and then came the second game, and I got sick. I didn't. Pl- I didn't even go to the game. I, I was really sick. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> I I just laid in my hotel bed. I, I don't even know what I what I caught, but I couldn't move pretty much. I was that sick. Wow. I, yeah, I don't know how it played. We didn't end up getting it, getting the win though. Yeah. That had to be no fun, but. Uh... So what did you guys do to kill time on the road when you were in the like in the hotel room? What did we do? In the hotel room, uh, yeah, I guess I guess we'd group up. You know, there'd be six, seven, eight guys in a room just with the TV on, just kind of, just kind of joking around, whatever, just saying whatever, just messing around. Just kill, out. killing time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I guess I guess that those moments uh, with with the with a group of teammates like that are some of the some of the best times. That's what you remember. Yep. 
Now, I said that's what you oh. remember. But, uh, you know, as you yeah. get older, I should say. Right. Now, if, you know, when you when you were here, uh, were you thinking about maybe I want to play another year in Toledo, and that's what brought you back? Or were you trying to look uh, to uh, try and find somewhere else to play uh, uh, higher up? Yeah, I, I tried to find somewhere else to play higher up, right. Um, and then, I, you know, I, yeah, I thought, at worst, I'll go back to Toledo and – this will, you know, the, the, this will be a good time either way. Whatever happens, happens. Where I end up. Um, now you were. I went to. Uh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, oh, I was gonna see, say. Uh, I went to Amarillo's main camp that year, and uh, it didn't. Yeah, I didn't end up making it. But it, as I was driving home from Texas, my uh, my car broke down, and th- this was like three days before Toledo Cherokee. Uh, training camp started and I was <laughs> I was stranded in Indiana trying oh to get my, my car fixed <laughs> I I know I didn't get home till like day number four, until Thursday of the Toledo Cherokee training camp started on Monday I didn't get in there until Thursday oh, <laughs> camping crap. out in Indiana <laughs> I know right wow uh, yeah kind of funny for sure now uh d- so when you come in, did they give you any grief about not being there on time, or no? Or they didn't. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I, I didn't really think if they. I didn't really brainstorm that or think about that when I was coming in. But yeah, nobody, nobody said anything about it. They're just like, oh yeah, so you, you were stranded in Indiana, huh? Just kind of stuff like that. Well, you know, it's it is Indiana. So, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, nah, I'm just kidding. Anyway, though, I, so that second year, did you see anything different about your role as a player there? Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, I, yeah, after that first year in Toledo, you, you know, I think I, I really got, I really felt, uh, more agile on my skates from the beginning of the year to the end of the year after that first year I was you know I was really I was really pleased with my skating and agility and like ability to do crossovers and kind of move in multiple directions um I, yeah I just thought going into that year like oh I think I think I'll have a, a good year here you know what we'll see though but it's looking good so far with uh, my hockey development. Well, now we're, who were some of the guys that were there the second year, if you can remember, that were there the second year that were not there the first year that you were there? Yeah, right. Maybe, yeah, maybe like three-fourths of the team. Uh, who, who, who did we have? We had uh, that weren't there the first year. So, yeah, Marconi. Oh, yeah. Mike Marconi from Philly. Philadelphia. Skrzynski. Steel, uh, obviously, those guys. Uh, Cody Beck, Mario Macari. Oh, yeah. I uh, forget when, you know, oh, yeah, you were. Sh- no, go ahead, please, keep going. Yeah, yeah, Nichols, right, Locanti. Well, yeah, a lot of guys. There was definitely a lot of new faces. Smytas. Yeah. yeah, Patty Smytash, I remember him. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember now. I remember Cody Beck because he had, when he started the season, 
he had the uh, Justin Bieber hairdo going. That, yeah. And we we used to call him Cody Bieber. And yeah. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious! Finally, near the end of the season, he finally got a real like hair haircut and a hairdo. But uh, yeah, he had his hair combed over like uh, back when Justin Bieber first came on the scene back then. Uh, he used to have his hair, uh, you know, swooped over, and uh, and and Cody had the exact same hair uh, hairdo going, hair flow. So we used to call him Cody Bieber, but uh, yeah. he was a tough kid, though, man. He was he was a big boy. I, yeah, I know, right? I, I think he, yeah, I think he was like a football kind of a high school superstar in football, right? As well, yeah, big, strong. Yep. Now, uh, now, when you played uh, in that second year, did you feel like you took more of a uh, a, a leadership role at all, being a, a, a coming back as a veteran? Uh, maybe not uh, vocally, but with my uh, I guess with my my uh, actions of trying to like work really hard in the gym and at practice and on the ice. Yeah, maybe a. Well, yeah, I guess I, I'll be. Yeah, we didn't really have much of a vocal leader that year, to be honest. I'm like, it was different, a little different than the year before. Uh, they were a tightly knit bunch. I remember that. I just remember, uh, you know, like that some of the goofy things, like uh, Mike Marconi. Uh, he uh, he was a big. He was back when uh, Twilight was. Uh, was a big deal the movie the series and he would yeah. i can remember being on a on a on a bus on a, on a road trip and him asking going uh you know hey are you team jacob or are you team edward and it's like what he was a cool dude man i really loved him to death but he was just he was just like he was really into twilight and i'm just sitting there going uh no, I I don't watch that stuff, man. You know, I just right, don't. Right. So, yeah, yeah. He was he was kind of goofy. Yeah, yeah. He's a character, right? He uh, he's got a he's got a good personality. Yeah, friendly. Like, yeah, really easy to talk to. Yeah, uh, yeah I know now, what you mean. But uh, now, how about for you? Uh, when uh, you know that second year. Uh, was the would you say that the team all still had another really good uh a good uh, chemistry a good tight nip group uh, yeah it's just uh, yeah i guess I'm trying to think everybody was yeah i guess we 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 had we were, everybody was cool to each other in the locker room think that was all good yeah we i guess we were just we were a little inconsistent uh, in the games. I'm just trying to remember. Your goaltender back then, that was uh, Sox, wasn't it? Ryan Wysocki? Yeah. For for most of the games, right. He's a, Yeah, he's a starter. Or the first string. Yeah. Um, and what's his name? That other guy from Buffalo. Oh. Shotwell? Lorraine Shotwell or something? Oh, or? yeah. Lauren Shotwell. Yep, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were, yeah. Yeah. So uh, they were. Yeah, they were the guys we had. Now we picked up when you brought. You mentioned Justin Lacan, didn't we? Uh, or Lacani, I think it was Lacani. 
didn't we pick him up like near the trade deadline? I think we got him from like Battle Creek or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Right, right at the trade deadline. Well, yeah, we scooped him up. Yep, and he, he was uh, he's he was, our best player at Battle Creek. Was, yes. <laughs> Which I mean, you know, they were they they had a really rough record, and I mean, they didn't have the like the the the. They were. They did not have a good record, and they had a real tough time beating teams uh, back I know. then. Yeah, you know, but yeah. it was. Uh, it's you know, it's funny because they. But it wasn't just because they were in Battle Creek. I mean, they moved. Now this is going before your time there, but they went from uh, from Grand Rapids to Battle Creek. They ended up in Battle Creek from Grand Rapids originally. So yeah, yeah, right. They're the owls. Yeah, yeah. Wow, very good. I'm impressed. Very good. You remember that, but uh, yeah, they played in Grand Rapids and they went to Battle Creek, and then uh, I remember when they were in in Grand Rapids, they also struggled to have. I mean, they used to be a really good team back in the day. I mean, way back, but at that time when uh, when they were finishing up in uh, in Grand Rapids, they were struggling. They were struggling hard. And then uh, they uh, moved to Battle Creek, and everyone thought, you know, because Battle Creek had a minor league team for like a minute, and then uh, yeah. and then uh, when the minor team league folded, they figured, well, oh, we got this junior team coming in. This will be a big, you know, uh, attendance booster. And it's like they couldn't draw flies. And then, uh, right. then, the, then to make things worse, the team was just awful. They were just awful. <laughs> They were, yeah, ten, ten, losing games by eight to ten goals. Yeah, quite I think, often or more. Yeah, then they would. I think they only won. I think like once or something like that that year, like once at I think if if any, if any. Um, yeah. But um, I'm just trying to think too. Um, there was uh, trying to think of some of the other guys. What was it like though for you when you uh, when you got to? play uh for i mean we talked about dunk about how intense he was and everything what was it like playing uh playing under and being coached by chris tarsha uh yeah it was it was good you know uh he was a he was a big he was a big motivator when we would go to the, the weight room after practice and then uh you know on the on the bench he you know he he helped keep kind of keep us focused and intense you know he would show some some anger in a, in a positive way that would kind of give us like a hint like yeah we're, we're screwing up here we, you know we gotta we gotta pull together he he was a big part of uh keeping making sure people follow the game plan and and put in their work put it you know stuff like that um i remember uh duncan got suspended for I don't remember if it was one or two games, but uh, I don't remember who we faced either, but I think it was a pretty good team, and he was running the bench for the game. We, we ended up beating the team by, like, four or five goals. You know, uh, I think, yeah, I think he really kept things going, kept things in order good. Well, that's Tarsh. Tarsh is that way. But, uh, you know, um, it's, yeah, I mean, you know, that's how they were. But now, uh, when you finished playing in Toledo, uh were you able to play elsewhere following or? Uh, 
Yeah, where did we go? I, let's. I played at Lindenwood, the University of Lindenwood. Yeah. It's kind of, some of the guys from that league go there. Yep. I played there for a season, and uh, actually, uh, what happened? Yeah, we went to the national semifinals that year too at Lindenwood. It was pretty cool. Yeah, and they, you know, they're they're one of the better teams for that ACHA level hockey. So yeah, mm-hmm. I ended up playing there. Um, after that, I I was feeling really good about my ability, or yeah, my level of hockey skill or ability. So I tried to play. Uh, I played in Europe for for a year in the Czech Republic. Wow, that. what was that like? Tell me about this, young man. I didn't know this. Oh, oh uh, yeah, right. I, you know what? They had us get there at in July. July. They start their seasons a little earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they start like in August, late August. But uh, yeah, we got there in July. Uh, right, it was something else. Like it, great when you get there. You know, uh, in the Czech Republic, it, everything you see—the buildings, the stores, the people—maybe uh, it's a, it looks a little less modern than it does in Michigan or wherever. Yeah, in the Midwest, I've been to. Um, and nobody really speaks English either. So yeah. It's uh, you do your best with hand signals and and knowing one or two words in Czech to to communicate with others. Uh, now, and, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. Now, how was that? What was that like when it came to uh, uh you know, talking to your coach, talking to your uh, GM, and talking to your uh, teammates? Oh, I know, right? Yeah. So, you know what? Some of the teammates, you know, they. Maybe like two or one of the teammates knew English, but he, he was actually born in Canada, but like his dad lived in Czech his whole life. He didn't even tell me he knew English. Like I didn't find out that he knew perfect English until like two months into being there. He just never spoke a word of English in front of me. Oh gosh. <laughs> even, I know he's, he spoke it the same as yourself or me or whoever you know yeah, but yeah I didn't figure that out but uh, yeah a couple guys do a little bit of English you know and uh, so you could kind of tell them something and they could probably generally get the message across to the coach or whoever um, you do your best with Google Translate you oh, don't want to take too many yeah, you don't want to type too many words in because the way their language works, it it doesn't translate too well. If you get more than a couple words in there, you got to keep it simple. But yeah, just working off of teammates that know some English a little bit, or and Google Translate that was your best bet. What was the hockey like? Um, yeah, right. It, it was good. Uh, really good skating. There are a lot of good skaters. You know, and everybody's stick handles good, and shooting. They had the craziest curves on their stick. I don't illegal. I, I would assume in them. I don't even know what's illegal these days. But these are the craziest curves. Everybody had had an absolute rocket of a shot with those sticks, with those curves. Even. Even a little guy like a buck, a buck sixty-five, he was firing a rocket off when he'd shoot with. <laughs> but yeah, that that was their big thing, I guess. Uh, trying to be good at skating, passing, stick handling, and uh, sh- shooting. 
and then the the defensive play wasn't as good as back in back at home. So a lot of higher scoring games I noticed, and the goalies weren't as good either. Actually, that would probably be the biggest weakness I noticed. There was the goaltending; just was it wasn't as good. So um, now, when you you know playing over there, uh, did you uh, what was did you have to make any adjustments? Obviously, your body your body clock I think would have to be one of them. Uh, you know, with the time difference, uh, how long did it take you to get adjusted to, you know, being over there and, and your body clock getting adjusted there? Yeah, that, that took a, that took a minute or two, uh, but right. Maybe, uh, honestly, maybe like two, two and a half weeks, three weeks. I, I know, uh, somebody else there in America, he like couldn't sleep for like, 10 days straight, something like that, you know, just couldn't sleep. <laughs> it took a real uh, big, uh, I guess, it made a real big impact on him adjusting to that. But, yeah, around two, two and a half weeks to kind of get used to it where it felt normal again, like back at home. Um, it didn't help that there was a heat wave that year, and they don't have air conditioning really in the Czech Republic. Oh, my. I know, right? No air conditioning in a, a heat wave, 90-plus degree weather every day. I know. Yeah. That had to be ugly. Yeah. Yeah, you, I know. It's it's different, right? I know. Yeah. But, um... You, I, yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, you just had to... I, don't, I guess you just really had to accept it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. well, I just have to deal with it. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> well, did you spend a lot of time at the rink so you could cool off? or? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That was maybe one of the only nice ways to combat the problem. It, uh, the, the, they had a, it's a rink. Most of the rinks there are hotels. Hotels uh, slash ice rinks, like hotels attached to ice rinks. So... They had me living in a like one of the hotel rooms that was like you could see the ice rink from my window. Wow! You know they, they were they were attached to each other, so you know you just walk down the stairs, they could turn down the hallway, then you're in the ice rink. So like, did you have to? I mean, were you guys uh, like kind of uh, quasi celebrities? I mean, did they? You know, did the locals take to you and you know ask for autographs that kind of stuff? You know what? Yeah, the fans did uh, like like the team a lot. Yeah, not. I don't. Uh, yeah, they they'd have you autograph some stuff behind the scenes and like for their for their giveaways and stuff uh, to the fans. You know, I didn't. You know, I didn't. I didn't really get approached by anybody yet. But I, I think some of the other guys on the team, you know, some of the fan favorites would would sign some autographs. You know. Um, I would, yeah, I would say that's kind of how it went with the autographs, yeah. Okay. So, Cameron, let me ask you um, here. Before, we're just, we'll wind it up here in just a little bit. But, uh, you know, uh, did it? Did you want to go back to the Czech Republic, or did you think about maybe playing anywhere else? Or uh, what, what went through your mind when you, were, uh, when, you were, when you finished playing there? I know, right? Uh, I got, yeah, I got hurt. Or 
I got like a really bad injury, like a like a soft tissue injury that really kind of limited my ability to 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 run or jog. It would hurt. Uh, it's, I, yeah, so that's kind of what what ended me from from playing the next year, and I I kind of I was hurt with that injury actually for like. 18 months straight, honestly. Oh. So that was really the big factor to not, yeah, to not going back. So uh, did, now how hard was it for you to adjust to real life once your uh, your competitive days were done? Um, yeah, right. You know, I, I guess uh, – thinking about that maybe I've kind of been used to a, a lot of different uh, being in a lot of different places and being in a lot of situations where it's not like the most ideal conditions uh, I, I guess I felt I wasn't too bad of an adjustment yeah it's it was it felt normal uh, just kind of yeah everything was kind of everything was about the same mm-hmm so, uh, so what does uh, what is uh, one Cameron Rossman doing these days? Still uh, out there working, uh, making a living, and having fun? Yeah, I I decided to go back to college. I'm at uh, University of Michigan Dearborn, so I'm in my junior year right now, and I'm majoring in uh, supply chain management. So I'm just plugging away at that right now. That's good. Do you ever still get Excited. the skates out? Still get the skates out? Uh, yeah. The uh, the coaches asked me to uh, – they have a hockey team there. It's, it's free to play. They asked me if I wanted to play this year, and I was thinking about just playing. Like, hey, if it's free to play and I'm, I'm just going to school, whatever, maybe I'll, I'll get back on the ice again this year when the season starts. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. Uh, so, uh, I'm just glad though, that you are back in school and, you know, getting your degree and, you know, I mean, getting your books, putting your, your, your smarts to good use. So that's always yeah, a good that, thing. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Right. Uh, and yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, Cameron, of all the people that you looking back of all the people that you remember from the hockey world, uh, this is a two part question. From the hockey side of things, who is the person or persons that impacted you the most in developing you as a hockey person? And then who was the person that impacted or persons that impacted you the most as a human being away from the ice? Okay. Yeah. Um, as a hockey person, that's a close one. It's really, it could be a tie, but, um, I'll say uh, Bob. Yeah, Bob Nagy for probably impacted me the most as developing as a ho- hockey player. He's unless you, uh, yeah, you're talking about like a, a former coach or a yeah. specific whoever I know or who, whoever it impacted you that way. Whoever helped you want to be a better hockey player. Whoever made you uh, challenged you and made you want to be better. Uh, whether it's a coach, a teammate, it could be anybody. Right? Yeah, yeah. But a couple 
couple close candidates for that. Uh, I, I would say the kind of the starter of that though would would be Bob Nagy for sure. He uh, he was like a, he was involved with like the Motor City Chiefs, but he was like the coach of like the midget the midget team. Okay. The 18, um, he kind of got into like hockey technique training, like specific technique to perform certain uh, stick handling tricks and moves to protect the puck or to get by people and you know he got into like skating technique with me and he had a he had a summer camp every summer that was five days a week eight hours a day all summer long like three months straight and so that he kind of brought that like like hey you got to work hard if you want to get better at hockey like you got to be spending hours on end you got to be focused so he he brought that hard work aspect and that technique uh, development aspect to me, which I think yeah was kind of the start of it. Okay, well, and how about uh, away from hockey? Who would you say uh, was the one that impacted you the most uh, away from the ice? Uh, like it could be a parent, grandparent, friend, whoever. Impacted me in, in like a person who was away from the ice, but they impacted me towards hockey, or they just they impacted, imp- they impacted you as a person. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, who would that be? Yeah, that's. Uh, thinking here, kind of. A, yeah, a lot of people. I've <laughs> a lot of good people over the years. Uh, you know. Yeah. It's. I guess it's saying uh, my my parents or my mom or dad is a safe one to say uh, so I guess uh, yeah my mom or dad one of them you know uh, they uh, they right they <laughs> they expect me to be polite and friendly you know they expect me to listen to others and be respectful you know stuff like that really uh, enforce it on me from day one and you know I think they uh they helped shape me into accomplishing those specific details I just mentioned mm-hmm. to maintain those as a person. Yeah. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. That's always a good way to be. So, um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now, uh, last question here. Um, is there anything you want to say to the Cherokee nation? Because they will be listening. They're, they're not just going to be the guys from your era that played with you that'll be listening to this. It'll be guys from different eras from long ago and from recent. So they all like to listen to this thing. So, uh, oh, it was, yeah. yeah. So if there, is there anything you want to say to the, the, the fan base or the chair of the Cherokee? Um, yeah, I mean, well, I guess you could say a lot of that could cover a lot of people, but, uh, right. Uh, yes, yeah, I guess for starters, shout out to the, you know the the fan base, like you said, just because uh, some of those games, the, the building would have you know a decent amount of fans there. You know, it, maybe it seemed like there were 280 fans there, 300 fans there for some of those big games, and you know it was cool to be in that atmosphere uh, at your home rink during a, a junior hockey game. So yeah, big shout out to the fans for giving me that atmospheric experience while playing a hockey game, and. Uh, yeah, obviously for supporting us for sure. Well, let me and, add. Uh, go ahead. What was that? No, I was just gonna oh. say, if if you were if you were uh, able to give a piece of advice to a kid playing junior hockey today, 
what would it be? Yeah, really, really uh, you know, make sure you got the best. I mean, yeah, make sure you're you got a good stick, you got good skates, you 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 get your skates sharpened at the right radius of hollow. You get the right skate profile. Uh, you know, you you want to you want a good stick for performance, for handling passes, shooting. You know. Uh, and obviously, right, like they say, practice, you know, you want to, you want to have strong legs, strong, you want to be strong, like in pretty much all the muscles of your body, strength, you know, and, and then, yeah, you, you got to be quick and fast, factoring in everything I said, you, you want to be quick and fast and uh, agile with uh, good endurance, so you got to just work on all that, I think, work on everything, m- multiple hours a day, four or five days a week. Maybe you know, ten, eleven months out of the year, and really keep all those details in mind. You got to keep all, really keep all those details in mind. I think, I think that would kind of sum up a lot of things. I would rec- recommend or say is okay. say it might help somebody. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, Cameron, you know what? I appreciate this, buddy. We got through it, and uh, it was fun nice. catching up with you, man. It's great catching yeah. up with you. So uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. And, of course, uh, you know, I hope we can, uh, you know, keep in touch every now and then. And when we uh, have that, when we're going to have a reunion, when all this COVID stuff passes, uh, we're going to have a reunion. I hope that sometime you'll be able to make it down for one. So it'd be great to have you. So Yeah, that, yeah for sure. Yeah, that, that'd be something to do. Amen to that. Well, that's going to do it here for episode 37 of the Cherokee Rewind. My big thanks to Cameron Rossman, as we appreciate him coming on here and talking about his time playing with Toledo and beyond. And uh, I tell you, it was uh, it was good to catch up with him. And don't forget, you can catch every episode. They drop every Wednesday and Saturday. All you got to do is uh, if you subscribe to a particular uh platform whether it's wherever you consume your podcasts whether it's uh you know iheart or spotify or or google podcast or amazon podcast wherever you uh, go there you put in cherokee rewind and it'll pop up for you and you just subscribe that way whenever a new episode drops you'll know and you can listen well for cameron rossman i am mick saying so long everyone and we'll talk to you again next time right here on the cherokee rewind